Welcome, Neha. <laughs> welcome to me, <laughs> me welcoming myself. Hello, everyone. And hello to everyone catching the replay. So I'm going to share my screen. Ooh, Kristen, could you give me permission to share my screen? Yep. And while I'm doing that, I just want to tell you a bit about who Neha is. So Neha is one of my friends who I got certified with um, in QRE. So all my NLP certifications and everything. And she has been studying astrology for like her entire life. I'm sure she can tell you the exact information. Um, but she's really talented, knows so much about astrology. Um, she's also been studying human design long before it became like a popular thing. Um, so I don't know if you've noticed, but people are sharing all the human design posts right now. She's been doing it for years, way before it was popular. Um, and she has so much value to give because she brings in like lots of different angles, including the astrology and the human design all together. So this is Neha. Yay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to delve in. I received that introduction. Um, and just a little bit about me and my work. I really love helping entrepreneurs, leaders, basically anyone with like, who's like, I've got shit to do in this lifetime. Um, really heal, especially like from white supremacy culture, like in, in like the, those kind of institutionalized systemic things that are at play and really heal from that. So you can tune into your own power and like create new systems, you know, like work together, community care, all that kind of yummy stuff. That's what I'm all about. And let's get into the human design. So today we're going to be talking about aligned business launching with human design. So this is me, this is my chart. And um, let's dig in. So cool. So if you so I know a lot of you guys looked up your chart already and you dropped it in the comments. So um, if you're watching the replay, you can always look up your chart at geneticmatrix.com. Another website you can look it up is jovianarchive.com. So before we delve in, because I'm about to just throw a bunch of information at you guys, it'll be interactive. So feel free to throw your comments or your questions in the chat and we'll, we'll go through them and we'll have some time for Q&A at the end. But if you are able to, I want to get into what's called the learning state. And this is how we can really take in information. So if you're able to um, pause wherever you are and take a seat, if you're driving while you're listening to this, definitely don't do this. Um, but just take a seat and take your gaze and have it in front of you. You can start taking a couple deep breaths. And in your own time, go ahead and raise your gaze about like 20 degrees up, just looking up and ahead. And I want us all to take four deep breaths here as you're looking above and ahead of you. And notice what you can see in your peripheral, like around you as you're looking above and ahead 
and breathing deep. See if you can expand your awareness. And in your own time, you can lower your gaze and come back to the Zoom room. Awesome. Yes. Okay, so a little bit more about me. I like to say astrology is your story, human design is your strategy, energy is the work, and hi, I'm your girl Neha. So like blending those things together, let me tell you a little bit about myself based on my human design and my astrology. So I'm a 6-2 manifesting generator. In this lifetime, I'm here to be a wise teacher. I do my own thing. And I really love to spend a lot of time integrating so I can be as dynamic and efficient as possible. Um, a lot, I think everyone here live is a manifesting generator. And so that dynamic and efficient piece, y'all might really resonate with that. I've got all this Libra action going on with Chiron, the North Node, Pallas Athena. So I'm really here to heal through relationships and I can be really strategic with pattern recognition, justice, and beauty. Those are things that are core to my identity. I am a Leo sun and I'm here to basically talk my shit. My sun is in the throat center um, I, and tell stories. And since my son is with Lilith, I'm here embodying this like divine feminine, kind of more darker side of the feminine, this rebellious, raw, sexy, and healing belonging wounds. And then coming back to my work and my business, I feel like energetic, spiritual, emotional health is really pivotal to, to health overall and to creating healthy systems. So for me, the vision is, Public health starts with the individual. The more people that are aligned with their individual energy, their uniqueness, they can connect with other people and create a healthier public. So I wanna mention one note about decolonizing human design. So this is how human design came to be. In 1987, there was a cosmic event, like a star died, um, or something along those lines. And there's basically a flood of light information called neutrinos that was sent to earth. And we all received it. So everyone who was alive in 1987 and everyone who was born afterwards. And Alan Robert Krakowerker, AKA Ra-Uruhu, he is the quote unquote founder of human design. I really see him as like the man who channeled it all. And it was really correct for him to channel it. His type and human design is a manifester. They're really here to bring new things to our, to our world. And so he brought human design through while he was quite literally taking a pill in Ibiza. Um, and he is a white Canadian man who synthesized astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, the tree of life, um, from the Kabbalah and quantum physics or quantum mechanics to create human design. So human design is rooted in ancient systems um, from all over the world, as well as mixing in the modern lens of quantum physics and quantum mechanics. So it, it's really ancient. And I just feel like it's important to acknowledge that whenever we're using human design, 
is that it wasn't just some like white guy said this thing and then we all have to do the thing. Um, it is very much about tuning into the wisdom of your body, this deeper mystical wisdom. And so you can always, like, if you want to delve into human design after this, you can always study these separate pieces to kind of get a deeper lens on how human design works. Okay, so now let's delve into some juicy information from the human design. So a lot of y'all in the chat shared your profile, like 466235. And as I share a lot of information with y'all today, um, and as you are launching and maneuvering through your business, your profile is such a key piece of, of how you approach things. I look at your profile as your approach to life. And so everyone will have two numbers. So for example, minus six and minus two. And the first number is conscious. You're gonna see that more obviously. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, that's me. Um, and then your second line, the second number in the profile, that's more unconscious. You might notice that other people see that in you more obviously, or you might have some people pointed out or you'll need more awareness to see those parts of you. So if you're a line one, you're gonna want all the information. You're wanting a secure foundation to learn all the things. In the Colby assessment, this is like seen as like the fact finder. Whenever you're launching, doing your business, you're gonna want a lot of information to create that secure foundation. And that is correct for you. The main thing here is having that security piece and feeling secure every step of the way during your launch. So things like nervous system regulation is so potent for the line one because um, sometimes the line one can get stuck in getting all the information. If you are a line two, oh, and the line one is called the investigator in human design. If you're a line two, it's called the hermit in human design. And you're gonna want to lean into the pieces that feel really natural to you. Like, where are you drawn? What feels natural to you? What feels easeful? As a line two person, you're someone who wants to be alone a lot. You want to, you might want a hermit. You might, um, even though I'm an extrovert, I have a line two in my chart and I definitely need that like recuperation time from being around people. And it's because a line two loves to nerd out, delve into their talents and their skills. And what happens is other people will be like, oh my gosh, you are so talented at this. Come out and share it with us. And you're gonna notice when other people point out your talents, that's when you see them, you're like, oh, you're gonna realize you're so naturally gifted at something that you can't even see it. <laughs> like, you're like, wait, not everyone can do the thing. Yes, why do not everyone can be as magical as you in that one, in that, in that thing that you do. If you are a line three or you are a line six who is under 30 years old, experiment with it, trial and error when it comes to launching, learning, all of the things. And the, this, the line three is called the martyr, which I swap out for the experimenter or the scientist, because it's all about this energy of like being in the lab. And like, all right, so if I have an evergreen launch, what happens now? Okay, if I have the open and close 
carte launch, what happens now? Okay, if I go live on Instagram every single day, what happens now? And it's okay to make mistakes and fail. I feel like line threes and line six need to hear that. Um, like I definitely, as a, as a sixth line who is still in her third line phase, I've had launches where no one signs up or, um, you know, it's kind of, I feel like crickets or I do things and I'm like, oh, what is even happening? Is this even working? And that is so okay um, because that's giving you data. And that's the thing the third line loves is re really sit with the data that you're getting from your experiments and your experiences and try something different. Um, be willing to experiment and do things differently as line three. So let me look at the chat. Okay, cool. So Aya is a three six um, generator and Dina is a manifesting generator. And with the time that you put it saying a two four. Awesome. So moving on to the next line, the four, fourth line, it's called the opportunist. And this is all about networking, connecting with people. Four line humans have this gorgeous energy where they're really able to connect and create intimacy. They're able to be like, we, we are in this together. Like my community, my people, my friends. And so really tap into your networks. It's called the opportunist because it's about like finding the right people at the right time who can link you up, get you connected to the right people so that you can fulfill um, your, you know, what you're here to do, your opportunities, receiving those opportunities. So for in launching things like networking, doing IG lives or collaborating with other people, um, you know, things like outreach or just getting people in your energy to connect and network, like that is juicy for you. The next line is the fifth line, and this is called the heretic in human design. I like to call this more like the messenger or um, like this leader energy. And you are here to share your truth. You got a message. What is emerging for you? Now, here's the thing with the fifth line. It is very much like a projection mirroring type energy, meaning that Okay, I'll give you guys an example. So uh, Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift and Jesus all have fifth line energy in their charts. So, you know, Jesus kind of seems like, uh, so I'll come back to his energy in a moment, but Taylor Swift and Kim Kardashian, they're both these kind of controversial figures in the media, right? And I have this kind of sense of like, people have strong reactions to both those people. And I like to think that uh, how people react to them says more about that person than it does about Kim Kardashian or Taylor Swift necessarily. Because their energy, they're here to be this leader. They've got this message. Taylor Swift is speaking her truth and like her songwriting and healing through music and just sharing all of that, right? And Kim Kardashian, I feel like her message is, I get paid to be myself, period, right? She really births this influencer culture. And other people, depending on where they're at with that message, will react in different ways, will project things. They'll be like, oh, they're both just attention seekers. They're both this or that. And so for the fifth line, being really mindful that you will notice people projecting onto you. And the point for you is, 
stay grounded in your message and in your truth and share that. That is the fifth line, like key. And Jesus also, I, I see his like life story really embody the fifth line energy and that he has this message of unconditional love. And he does the thing where he travels, he shares his messages, he um, preaches and how other people, you know, it's called the heretic, right? And he was crucified. He was punished for sharing his message. I feel like we're stepping into a new paradigm where we don't necessarily have to be punished for sharing our message. It's just staying grounded in that um, and, and not taking what other people project on you so personally. And then for my sixth lines, um, if you are in your first phase, listen to what I said about the third line, experiment, trial and error. If you are in your second or third phase of life, you're really here to integrate and embody your wisdom. So the sixth line goes through three phases of life. So from birth to 30, they're like acting like the third line. They're experimenting, they're trial and erroring, they're figuring things out. That's me right now. And then once you, uh, once you complete your Saturn return, you spend about 20 years really integrating what happened, integrating these life lessons. In the human design world, Vanessa Henry is an example of a sixth line. Um, and that she, and you go on the roof, you kind of detach from the drama and you're just observing, you're integrating. An example of this in uh, the public sphere is Obama. Obama, um, you know, had his first 30 years of life. He became president and within the second phase of life. And now in his third, it's like when you come down off the roof and you're an elder at the age of 50. And this is where you just embody everything that you've learned in your lifetime. And you basically are a teacher through naturally living your life. And so really as a sixth line, your focus is embodiment. So those are all of the lines in human design. Does anyone have any questions or anything that came up around this piece? Let me look at the chat. So three, six or a four, six. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, really focus in on that six line then, since that's the one that stays the same. Um, yes. Cool. So I'll go to the next piece. So astrology is your story and human design is your strategy. I feel like the number one thing to know is I'm sharing so much information with you, you all today. And I wanna emphasize that energy is the work. So as I share pieces, just experiment with what pieces stick out to you and always check in with your energy. Like, what does it feel like to be me today? Where am I at? And orient yourself in your reality. I want human design to be a tool to help you be more in your body. Um, so that as you run your business, you really feel aligned, like in the way you actually feel rather than, okay, Neha said to do this, this, and this in my human design. So I got to do that for my launch or my business coach said this, this, or this really checking in with your body because that is number one. All right. So next let's jump into the types and the strategies. So if you're a manifesting generator, you're going to look at the generator aura here. And 
I have a human design library where I break down all the types and I'll share the link to that afterwards. Um, and it kind of go deeper with that. But for today, let me open up my notes. Okay, so I'm gonna start with the generator since everyone here is a generator type. And generators, your and manifesting generators, your strategy is to respond. And do you see here how the generator aura is so open? It's like, and I like to explain why is it that generators are here to respond. So generators, we have this juicy open aura. And when we're like going around in our world, right, when we know we have gifts to share in our business, say we have an offer in our heart, we're not meant to just announce it to the world right away and just be like, okay, here it is. And then expect things to go well for us. For the generator type, it is all about if you got an idea or a desire, note it down, write it down. If you're a manifesting generator, use your throat and inform people, hey, I've got this idea and tell someone that you trust. And then wait, wait to respond. So this could look like asking questions in your Instagram stories, doing market research, um, having conversations with people, and really listening to, hey, what is it that people want from me? What is it that people uh, are needing? And when you hear that, you will have, so this right here is the sacral motor and you'll respond. If something is for you, you'll feel like, uh-huh. And you might notice yourself lean in. You might notice, you might hear yourself go, ooh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. Like listen to those kind of sounds that come out of your mouth without you even like trying to say anything. And, or, or if it's not for you, you might feel yourself leaning back you might go, mm, mm, uh, uh, ooh, like those kind of uninterested sounds. And when you allow yourself to respond to things, um, basically what happens is your energy can get behind that action. So I'll tell you a story. Um, so if someone has a like a generator type, you have a workshop idea. It's a brilliant workshop idea and you just make an event on Eventbrite and you start promoting it. And then you realize not a lot of people are showing up. You're like, huh, okay, all right. Versus if you're a generator type and you ask someone, hey, like, what do you think about this topic? And then they start like just telling you all this stuff around this topic. You're like, hey, what do you think about like listening to your intuition? And someone starts telling you, oh my God, like I have such a hard time discerning between intuition and fear. Like I don't even know where to get started. Like I feel so disconnected from my body. All of a sudden your generator aura is like, uh-huh, ooh, yes, okay. Or if you notice someone comes up to you and they're like, oh, I'm really struggling with my intuition. Then you're like, uh-huh, mm-hmm, 
Mm-hmm. And then you can be like, I'm going to host a workshop on this very topic, this time, this date. And because your energy has an opportunity to get behind your actions, this way you'll notice people start signing up. Your energy becomes very magnetic. You're like, whoa, where do these people even come from? Whoa, like, whoa, I'm just receiving. Generator is very much that yin energy, much more of that receiving. And when you are, when you receive and then you're able to turn on your energy, it's like, woo, I can take action now. I can do things consistently. The other thing with a generator aura is, this may not seem connected to business, but I find it as a generator type myself, is moving your body and or exercising on a consistent basis. Um, because the sacral is a motor, it has energy, it wants to move. So things like going for walks, working out, yoga, etc., like even just having a dance party on your with by yourself, like really getting into your body will be essential for you because the generator's sacral energy is super connected into your body. Um, okay, and then. So I talked about market research. I talked about like being open to respond, listening to that sacral response. And the other way that you might notice that sacral response come up is you might notice energy is rising, like coming upwards if it's a yes, excuse me. Or you might feel like your energy falling down if it's a no. And other ways you can notice it is like sacral energy might feel like a buzzing energy, kind of like a energizer bunny, um, like the Duracell battery, like it just keeps on going. And something I want to say is a lot of the generator narratives, like in the Instagram and in the business world is very much like generators, you're here to work consistently. And I want to tell you that is a recipe for being a workaholic. Um, so really tuning into this energy of you're here to enjoy your life consistently and do what you love consistently. So building in consistent pieces into your business um, that really feels supportive to you. So this could be having like creative time or some sort of like weekly thing that you do. Like um, for example, I send weekly newsletters and that feels really consistent for me in a good way. Like people can predict I'll be in their inbox talking, talking about the energy every week. Um, and so that kind of energy kind of keeps the rhythm going and flowing. And so that's the generator generally. And if you are a manifesting generator, I want to give you permission to pivot. You are literally built to pivot, uh, like that Ross moment in Friends, like pivot. And the reason is your energy is open and enveloping, and it's also bouncy. You're, you love doing multiple things at once. So I can tell you from my own story, like for my own life, like there was a point in my life where I was doing my business, I was in school and I had a part-time job. Like that, that manifesting generator energy of doing all the things is really strong. And 
And this could look like having space for your hobbies, having space for different things outside of your business where you can give your energy to on a consistent basis. And the pivoting piece is important because when a manifesting generator says yes to something, they actually have a moment of truth where you start doing the first couple steps and then you have a, you have a moment where you're like, ooh, I got to adjust something. Something has to course correct for me to continue to do the thing. Or you might, you might start doing something and you're like, Ooh, no, this is not actually for me. And so this is where the manifesting strategy around informing people comes in. So just letting know, Hey, this changed. Hey, can we adjust this here? Hey, I actually can't do that anymore. That's really important for the manifesting generator. And when you're launching, having a really strict launch plan is not the vibe for a mini gen because you will look at that and you'll be like, I feel boxed in. And the manifesting generator is not here to be boxed. So having a framework as a launch plan would work better. Having like, okay, I wanna do approximately these amount of things um, on, on this timeline. And then having space to pivot, having space to change your mind. That can go for really any type. Um, and, it, and you know, even as generators, like as, as you're launching, you might notice, ooh, I'm responding to this and this needs to change. Like this is a no now. Like I thought I was gonna do four IG lives, hell no now. And so giving yourself space to pivot, change and respond to what's happening in real time and not holding on so tightly to the plan. Yes, yeah, so let me check the chat and feel free to drop any questions or anything that's coming up in the chat. Yes, yes, yay. Yes, I, I like as someone who like, you know, follows you on Instagram, Kristen, and knows, knows about your business, I'm like, I always see you in that Manny Gem like like um, a perfect example of this was when you launched Divine Feminine Sales and then I saw you were like selling module one just on its own. And I was like, that's so cool. Like that was just like a little pivot that you did along the way to get more people into your energy, which is awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna touch on all the other types for anyone catching the replay. And um, you know, if, you, if you're a projector, manifester or reflector. So generators make up about 70% of the population. So this is most, most people. The manifester type makes up about 9% of the population. And I don't really like the word repelling, but we can look at the word closed. And I like to say impactful. So notice how the generator energy, it's moving outwards. It's like, ooh, bring me things. Ooh, like, let's see what's going on. Let's respond to things. Yeah. The manifestor energy is not that. And this does not mean you cannot be warm. It does not mean you cannot be kind. It does not mean any of that. You are here, the manifestor, to initiate new things, to bring new things into the world. And your energy is closed because it needs to be. If you're bringing in new stuff that's fresh, like divine downloads, it needs to be closed off so it's not influenced by the people around you, right? 
Manifester, you are really here to initiate, to tear into the universe. And since your energy is closed, your strategy is to inform. It's to let people know what is going on. Because when was basically what how your energy works is you have these spurts of energy, these urges that come up inside of you. And manifesting generators, you might resonate with pieces of this as well, because you're a hybrid. And you get this idea, and you might just have the urge to like go do the thing. But you might have noticed from childhood that people controlled you. People were like, you might have just like been going to go play with your toys and you might have had like an adult be like, what are you doing? What is this person up to now? What are you, what is this kid up to now? And because your energy is closed, other people feel your energy is kind of unpredictable. It's like, oh my God, what is this person going to do now? What's she going to do now? And so your strategy is to inform and it basically creates this window of opening. And this is not asking for permission. It's letting people know, letting the people who your actions will impact, hey, this is what I'm up to now. Hey, this is what I'm up to now. Hey, this is what I'm up to now and I'm gonna go do it. So as a manifester, informing people along the way, along your journey is your strategy. So if you've got an idea, you don't have to wait to respond. Like any, like the generators, you don't have to wait for an invitation. You don't have to wait for anything. Once it feels right for you, let people know, hey, so my, I'm thinking about making this business offer around blah, blah, blah. If you're interested, send me a DM. Uh, informing people, if you're making changes, you move quickly, manifestor types. Um, and sometimes you might be like, why isn't anyone keeping up with me besides the many gens? And sometimes you might notice, I feel like my audience isn't ready for what I want to teach them or what I want to offer. And so informing people how to get ready for that step or how to get ready for your program is a great way to hype, um, hype up your program. Yes. Yeah, so how Kristen asked, how does following your strategy serve them? This basically, this strategy and your type, it's how, if you look at your body as a vehicle, it's like different people have different types of vehicles, like modes of transportation. And you want your vehicle to move correctly through the world so that you can have the most impact, you can make the most income, you can live the life the way you want. And the reason why you should follow your strategy is your aura, your energy talks without you saying anything. Like the manifestor energy, people will feel that closed off. The generator energy, people will feel your openness. Projectors, people will feel your like, your inness, like the way you go in on things. Um, reflectors, like people will feel your, your very openness. Um, and so because our energy talks, even before we open our mouths, following our strategy and authority helps us align with that energy as we move through the world. Does that make sense? 
basically it helps you move efficiently and actually allow yourself to be received by other people. And so manifestors, your strategy is to inform. A great example of this um, is Vanessa Henry, um, because there is like less amount of manifestors in the world, um, so this is it's about 9% of the population. And something that she does in her offerings is she just lets people know, hey, this is going on. Hey, this is the last day you can get in. And she's just informing people, hey, so the reason I'm making this business decision is because of this. And just that informing will change the game for you and create openings. For my projectors, you're here to wait for the invitation or a moment of recognition. So projectors, your aura goes in on things. Like you are very natural guides. You're very natural coaches, leaders, um, managers, those kind of energies. And the reason is, is because you just want to give people advice, Loki. Like you can, you, your aura, do you see how it's like pointed in? It's penetrative. You can see things other people can't see. You can see how other people can use their energy more efficiently. You can see how um, people, people could do things better. The thing is, you can't just run around and tell people, okay, so you should do this better. You should do that better. You should do this better. Because like, how does it feel when you receive unsolicited advice? It's like, who the fuck do you think you are, right? Um, and so that's the kind of energy you, you have. So in order for your magic to be received by people, projectors, you are meant to hone in on your craft, hone in on your mindset, hone in on like what you're here to do. Similar to the manifester, you work best in spurts as well, rather than like nine to five every single day. And with that, you will naturally be recognized. People will see you. People will be like, hey, come speak at my event. Hey, hey, could you share some insight around this? Or it might even look like someone, like someone's like ranting about a problem and then they just look right at you because your energy just pulls them to you. And it's those kind of openings that help you share your insight, share your knowledge. So waiting for an invitation or a moment of recognition, I see this as waiting for an energetic opening. Finally, like when, when the energy opens is when you can speak. And in terms of launching your business and like launching in your business projectors, just be present, be visible you know, be in front of people so that, so that they can see you. The projector energy is very much like a lighthouse. So a lighthouse doesn't like go after the boats and is like, hey, here, here, you now you can see clearly the lighthouse stands still. The lighthouse lights up. And from that way, boats are able to navigate better. Boats are able to see better. And that's how the projector aura operates best is be visible. Erin um, Nicole Porter, so the, the woman who, the coach who founded QRE, the certification that me and Kristen went through, she is a projector. It doesn't mean that you have to like wait and do nothing. It's just that 
she her like from what I witnessed around her, she makes this consistent content that really speaks directly to the people that she's speaking to, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, she talks a lot about like surrender and being in your feminine. And through just kind of talking about that, people are like, huh, huh, all right. And um allowing people like creating the opportunity for people to invite themselves into your energy that's really the projector strategy being visible and if you are a reflector one percent of the population for you you're completely open you have no gates defined or no no centers in your human design chart and for you you're really here to like be the ultimate guide you um your energy is really sensitive to the energy of the moon and your strategy is to wait a lunar cycle so wait 28 days and the reason is is that the moon moves through each of the gates in your human design chart and activates that and i think there's a chat no okay um And reflectors, your energy changes so much. You're really here to be changeable, sample a lot of different things. So with your business strategy, it's really going to be unique to your chart. I recommend booking a session with either me or another human design analyst to really get into the specifics of your chart. But be, don't rush, like allow yourself to kind of be moved by the tides moved by the moon cycles, moved by your community, you're really here as like a medicine person. Um, And so your energy is very sampling and your aura is very protective of itself. So that is the reflector. You really reflect back the health of the community. And on a business example, I'll give you guys an example. There is this guru, um, her name is Ama and, She's called the hugging saint. And basically her career is she is, she travels the world having these like sermons and events and she just hugs people. And through hugging them, like they receive healing, they receive insight, they just receive her presence. And that is, that is her career. That is what she does. She is a saint of hugging. So that is an example of a reflector in the business world. Cool. So that was a lot of information. Um, Strategies, what's going on? Can I ask you a quick question? Yes. So um, generators, many gens, we respond. Manifestors, we inform. Projectors, we wait for the invitation. Reflectors, you're you're sampling. Wait 28 days. So I I just kind of like had something come through, which is Mm. like, I feel like none of these types, which this is everyone, right? We're all one of these types. None of these types are really meant to chase. No, no. I feel like that just really kind of solidifies for everyone. Like if you feel like you need to be doing some of the more masculine sales tactics where you're DMing 20 people per day, this confirms that you don't from like another lens. Right, from another lens, like, like generators, your mag- generators and projectors, y'all are magnetic AF. Manifestors, you can go out and get things. 
Um, but it's very much from this like informing, inspired place. It's like your energy is like whoosh. Like you get energized and you want to do the things and then you want to rest. And so every single type has rest built into their strategy. Like, cause we're all humans, right? We're here to rest. We're here to trust our body, trust our energy and um, either respond, inform, wait for the invitation or allow a whole for a whole moon cycle um, as we take action. Cool. Yes. Yes. So the next thing I want to talk about is decision making. So when you look at your human design chart, this will show up as um, if you're looking at on Jovian Archive, it'll say like inner authority. Um, I don't think this says it right here, but for me, I'm a sacral authority. Um, I know Kristen is an emotional authority. If you're a manifesting generator or a generator, those are the only two authorities that your chart can be. And I briefly want to talk about decision-making and all of the types. So for the emotional authority, so this is about 50% of the world. So when I when it says emotional, it does not mean you make emotional decisions. It's more so, it's like everyone has emotions, right? But people who have the emotional center defined, which is the solar plexus, so this one, if this is colored in, in your chart, that is your authority. For you, number one thing as you're moving through launching is create space for the emotional highs and the emotional lows. Create space to move through the emotional wave. So if you have the emotional center defined, this means that you experience emotions consistently and from within yourself. And so this means like what emotions are like water, right? So like, just like the ocean has high tides, it has low tides and it has this neutral space, like kind of in the middle as it's transitioning. So when you're making a decision, something might look really exciting to you. Like I'll give the example of like launching a new program. So say you're like meditating or you have this inspiration of like, all right, I'm going to do this amazing group program, right? And check in with yourself on a scale of one to 10, where are you? If you are on the higher side of things, if you're feeling like, woohoo, that's awesome. Channel all you want you know, make a plan, like get creative, but don't put it out there for the first time. Um, when you're in the high space, it's all about like being creative, letting your energy out and enjoying the emotional high. But oftentimes if you make a decision from those emotional highs, you come to regret it at a later time. So like a non-business example is if you're like buying a car and you're at the dealership and you're like, oh my God, this is the best car ever. Like you're in this really high emotional state. You might test drive the car, don't sign the contract yet. And you'll have these emotional lows. So with like the group program, you might have these feelings or, or thoughts that are just kind of like, oh, I don't have the energy to do this now. Or oh, like, what if no one buys? This is kind of where the more like the doubt and the quote unquote emotional lows come up. And the important thing is to let them move through you, right? Like not, don't suppress them, let them move through you. 
So you might, you might just feel kind of emotionally low or melancholy, but sometimes this might manifest as like limiting beliefs, being really present and loud, like who would even sign up? Like so many people are already doing this already, blah, 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 blah. So just honoring that emotional low. And then you come into this neutral space where it's just like calm waters, it's clear. And you're just like, yeah, I gotta do the thing or I don't gotta do the thing. It might be like, yeah, this group program is definitely, it's time for that. And it's not like, woohoo, group program. And it's not like, ugh, group program. It's just like, yeah, this is the next step. Like, duh. Um, or it might feel like, no, you know what? I, I'm actually, it doesn't feel like the group program. I, I wanna focus in more on my one-on-one -on -one coaching or whatever it is, right? And just letting that neutral emotion come through. And so getting really comfortable with phrases such as, let me get back to you, or let me sit with this, or let me sleep on this. And the important thing with the emotional authority is just knowing that you have these highs and lows. And even if something on the outside seems like it's triggering it, it's really just your natural cycle of emotion. And actually, when we're feeling emotionally low, we can be so tuned in to our creativity, our um, to tune into inspiration. And so allowing yourself to have that full spectrum of emotions, and that is so important for your decision making. Woo. Yes. So uh, does anyone have any questions about the emotional authority or any like clarity around that? Awesome. So the next authority is the sacral. So everyone, if you're a generator or a manager, you're going to have a sacral defined. If you're an emotional authority, just honor that sacral response and just let your emotions have their process. So you're going to kind of run through growth. But if sacral is your only authority or, or sacral is your primary authority, this is how this works. It's basically what I said earlier about that generator response. Uh-huh, yes, uh-uh, no. Asking yourself yes and no questions. Do I wanna do this? No, okay. Do I wanna eat French fries right now? No, I'm full, okay. Um, do I wanna launch my group program? Ooh, yeah, like my energy is behind that. As having, um, even when I receive support from like coaches, from my therapists, from mentors, I ask them to ask me yes or no questions with my sacral authority. Instead of them being like, okay, Neha, so what are you working on now? Sometimes I'll tell them things, I'll like word vomit, and then I'll ask, have them ask me yes or no questions for me to get more clarity and precision around what I want to do specifically. So, um, and this is also really great for like pivoting, making changes in your launch. Like, ooh, okay, I was scheduled to do an, like three IG lives this week. Do I want to do that? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, I need to write some emails for my launch. Do I want to delegate this to my VA or delegate this to someone else? Yes. Okay. Cool. And so asking yourself those yes and no questions, that's how you decide things or being asked yes or no questions. The next authority is the spleen. So if you are, have a spleen authority, this is going to be this center right over here. 
on the left side of the chart. And you are going to have an in the moment knowing about things. So Taylor Swift is a splenic projector. Spleen is her authority. And you can tell because she has that song called, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. That's very much how the spleen operates is this very in the moment knowing. So like, for example, with Taylor Swift, there might have been a cute boy. She looked at him and she goes, oh, he's cute. And then her spleen was like trouble. It's very like in the moment from the body. It typically speaks once or it typically is just like you just know things without knowing how you know it. You just know it. It's very much intuition. And it's really easy to override. So for example, Taylor Swift did not listen to her inner gut feeling that said this boy is trouble. And she went and got her heart broken, which is which is okay because she probably listened to her spleen and wrote a song about it and made millions of dollars. So the spleen is really about building that relationship with your body and listening and just honoring those knowings that come up. And oftentimes right after you have a knowing, fear comes up. Like some sort of fear is there around like, ooh, like I can't do that. Like that's not logical. Or, oh, I have a fear of failure. Like fear of failure comes up. Or, oh, I'm gonna repeat the old patterns. Or like, oh, I'm so afraid of the unknown. So just honoring when the fears come up and keep it pushing. Your spleen knows. The next authority is the heart or the ego. This is all about knowing what you want. Trust what you want. So I actually have a series all about the authorities on my Instagram. So I'm gonna pull this up here. The heart ego is, is this thing worth your time or energy? And when you decide or commit to something, just make sure your heart is in it. That's the main thing for the ego authority. The G center authority, this is only for my projectors. This is this center, the diamond in the middle. And your intuition is going to speak to you like a whisper. It'll be like just this like inner compass knowing inside of you of, ooh, this feels like me. Ooh, this feels like me. Yes, this is our right direction. The G center is all about identity and direction. So when you make decision, it's okay to talk things through. Not so you get advice from someone necessarily, but when you talk things through, you're able to feel, ooh, that feels like me. That feels like the direction I'm headed in. Or, ooh, that doesn't feel like me. And oftentimes it might feel like, like a butterfly flap in your chest or like a whisper or just like a pull. The G center is like a compass. So think of like the magnetic pull of a compass, the way that it works. That's very much how this is. Like what direction am I going in? And is it the direction that feels like me? Then you might see what's called no inner authority or environmental. This is also only for the projectors. And for my projector clients that I work with, especially some who are entrepreneurs, feng shui is the sauce for you or like basically being in an environment that feels like you and projector where is the projector authorities um 
So it's important for you to be with supportive environments, supportive people. You're super sensitive to the environment. And so play with different environments, allow those spaces to change. If your home isn't the vibe, get out of your home. If your coffee shop isn't the, like the coffee shop you're at isn't the vibe, move. Um, and using feng shui, principles of feng shui, like, okay, this direction, like I have a projector client who literally is like, when she makes investments, she's like facing the, the wealth sector uh, based on her feng shui. Uh, you know, if she's making relationship stuff, like she'll, she'll um, shift her energy to be in alignment with that. You know, feng shui can be beneficial for everyone, but something that's especially potent for environmental authorities as well as reflectors. And the last but not least is the lunar authority. And I had talked about this earlier. It's basically letting the moon over 28 days activate different things in your chart so that um, you can sample Ooh, it's also that energy of talking things out, hearing things um, be reflected back to you. Um, yes, so talking things out, uh, being in the right environment, being in the right relationships. And after 28 days, just seeing what has been reflected back to you and the decision naturally emerges. And then for smaller decisions, just lean into your felt sense of self and kind of similar to the environmental authority, just be tuned into your environment and who's around you as you take different actions. So those are all of the authorities in the chart. And I'm going to kind of quickly move through some other information. I want to honor everyone's time. Um, I know we're at the hour point, but what feels, um, I'm going to actually stop sharing my screen for a minute and let's have a conversation. How is this landing for you? Are there any pieces that are feeling actionable? Are there any questions coming up? I want this to feel really supportive for you. I think we might be good. Um, mm -hmm. So I would love to see, I think I saw selling through the centers. Yes. Um, if we could talk about that next. Yes. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. So selling through the centers. So in human design, there are nine different centers, and this is similar to like the chakras. Um, if, you've, if you've worked with the chakra system before, it's based on that. What's different in human design is that you can either have something colored in or defined, or it's not colored in or undefined. And something I want to offer you is, so when something is colored in or defined, such as you can see all of these centers, this is my chart, that's energy that's really consistent to you. It's something that's within you. And if something is open, you experience and learn about those energy themes from your relationships, from your people and your environment. And you become very wise about whatever those themes are. So here's my advice to you. Sell through your open centers. 
And I'm going to tell you which of which, what are the themes of each center and what that looks like for each center. So I'm going to start at the top and make my way down. So this center at the very top here is called the head. And about 40, 49 or something percent of the world has this open. So a lot of people. And if you have an open head, you want to sell, you are here to sell people around inspiration, ideas, um, thoughts, being inspired. So for example, I have the, the undefined head and a lot of my content, it, it, there's this inspirational hint in it. There is this, um, you can be inspired, hear some ideas, hear some thoughts, and being really wise about how we have a relationship with our thoughts and our ideas. So really selling inspiration here selling from a lens of inspiration. If you have this colored in, you, um, you, let me, I am like Manny-Gen pivoting as I am like talking basically uh, right now. So, um, so that is the inspiration center. And you also give people uh, permission to not have everything figured out. Let me see the chat. Sell content. Ah, okay. You're gonna wanna sell content that inspires others. Mm -hmm. The defined head would be more like sell from an inspirational hit more so versus if you have something open, it's more like I wanna inspire. The next one I actually wanna talk about, I'm gonna go out of order here is the, the heart. So Kristen, I'm going to use you as an example. You do this really well. You have a completely open heart center. And so you come into the industry and you're like, you sell empowerment. You sell, I want to empower you to do things differently. I want to end this center with when people have it open, something that they struggle with a lot is I have to prove myself, right? I have to prove myself. And th through you experiencing that and you come into this realization of, I don't have anything to prove. Like, I just want to be myself. You sell to people, hey, do you want to, you know, run your business in a way where you're not proving? Uh, you can be empowered to be yourself, own your worthiness. And that's how people buy from you, right? That's like a very clear example of that. While mine is colored in, I don't sell like that. Like that won't work for me necessarily. Like for me, I already know I'm worthy in a sense. Like my defined heart kind of comes in with this like consistent sense of my self-worth. And so if I'm doing the empowerment thing a lot, people are like, hmm, like it just doesn't land for them the same way versus when you sell through this open center of the heart, it lands for people because you are open and you're really wise about, about empowerment. So that is the heart center. The solar plexus, the open solar plexus, you sell through emotions, telling stories, emotional intelligence. So if you have the open solar plexus or the undefined, really tell stories, take people on an emotional journey 
And that is how you sell. Be like, okay, I went through this really hard thing and can't you feel the impact of this? Or um, whenever I'm speaking, I use a lot of like emotional words. Or if I'm talking about statistics of stuff, I'm always leaning into like, what's the emotional impact of that? If you have an open sacral, so this is my manifestors, my projectors and my reflectors. If you've got the open sacral, you're going to want to sell. How can people use their energy more efficiently? So how do people use their energy? How can they use it more efficiently? You're going to have wisdom around this. Um, and ooh, you like you've been using your energy around this, this and this. How about you try it in this, this and this way and really showing people how they can use their um energy more efficiently and speaking that, speaking to that. If you have an open root center, this right here, this is all about pressure and ambition and getting shit done. You sell this, um, this stress-free, like how can we reduce stress in your life? If you speak through that, that will really land for people. How do you less pressurize things? How do you um, how do you have big ambitions and go through it in a way that's supportive to your body and into your energy field? Like that is what the root is all about: helping people reduce their stress. And the spleen center is all about intuition and fear and body awareness. If you have this open, you're naturally a healer, like this healing energy, helping people tune into their bodies, helping people tune into their intuition. That is the spleen selling point. That is really juicy if you have this open. If you have the G center open, you really help people see their direction, their identity, and what they love. So with the Open G Center, really speaking to people's identities, really speaking to the core of who they are, really being like helping people find their direction. That is going to be big themes for that. For if you've got an open throat, you're really here to help people bring out their voice, help people bring out their messaging, help people bring out their expression. And so really helping people feel expressed, feel, um, feel like they can say things in the way they want to say them. Um, this is also the center of manifestation. So really helping people use their voice to create things. So that's the big theme about the open throat. An example of this is Oprah. Oprah has, is a generator with an open throat. So she's here to respond and she helps amplify other people's voices. And Oprah is the queen of media because she had a talk show. She interviewed so many people by selling through her voice. She gave platforms to like Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, all these people who are just like Gabby Bernstein, like common people, like well-known people. And she amplified their voice and she was able to sell through that. And even like having a talk show, by hearing her speak, other people were like, wow, yes, like that helped me find my voice. 
And uh, we talked about the head. So I'm going to go to the Ajna now is um, selling mindset, selling thoughts, ideas, reframes, stories also, but kind of stories more from like a mental frame of like, okay, so like this happened and that happened and this happened and that's the journey. Like that's the logical, logical journey of things and really synthesizing information for people. Yes, yes, you're so correct without even knowing it, Kristen. I love that. Um, and so this is how you sell through your centers. The open centers are really a lot of selling potential because with open centers, you're tapped in to other people, to the environment, to your community versus defined centers. You might notice, hey, I do that thing through, like, for example, the difference between selling with an open center is kind of the example I gave for between Kristen and me. So Kristen has an open heart. She really sells empowerment. She sells knowing your worth. She sells through, you have nothing to prove versus since I have a defined heart, when people come into my energy, it's not something I have to sell as much. It's more like people, I kind of just through being myself and carrying my energy the way it is, um, people can feel that sense of worthiness from me. And it's not something I have to name or sell as, as obviously. Um, in fact, if I speak to it too much, people might be like, Neha, you, you, you know, you're tooting your own horn at this point. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't land the same versus if I'm selling from my open solar plexus and really speaking to people's emotions. And if I'm really tapping into, here's a lot of information, like this whole uh, call has been me sharing a lot of information with you guys, um, sharing ideas, thoughts and even like mindset of how you can look at things that lands more um so that's how you would sell through your centers i'm going to quickly finish off with the rest of the content so this is some more advanced um advanced human design knowledge what i'm gonna basically say is if you are what you're you'll see this as definition you can find yours mine is split right here this is really important around knowing how your energy operates, especially when you're when you have a team. So if you have a single definition, you can be really focused and one tracked minded. So your your homework is ask for help delegate, delegate, delegate. That's really important and harder for the single definition. Basically single definition, all your centers are connected together. And so it, it can just kind of be one track minded, very focused and forgetting to ask for help. So that's one piece. If you have a split definition, that's me. You're gonna really want to receive help. You're going to sometimes when you need to get shit done, you need to talk to someone and talking to people will help you get that shit done. And something for me that's really help, helpful is co-working calls, going to a coffee shop, being around other people that helps me get more shit done. People who are triple split. So basically everyone who is a split of any kind 
Go to a coffee shop, do co-working, being around other people's energies will help you. If you're a triple split, be around multiple people. Um, groups are really helpful. You might be the person at the party who like hops from here to here to here. You get bored if it's just one-on-one -on -one connection. And then if you are a quad split, give yourself lots of time to process information as you come to a conclusion. And again, work with other people. If you have no definition, you are a reflector. Look at your transits. Let me peep the chat. Yes, yes, single definition. Like, yeah, single definition loves working alone. And so definitely ask for help and delegate as you grow and scale. And the last thing I want to share with you in terms of your knowledge, and this is, this is especially for Kristen, and especially if you are a coach or service provider, especially if you work at the subconscious mind or with a somatic body, look at the red stuff in your chart, the red ones. This is stuff that you have inherited. This is stuff that's past life, generational, um, stuff that's kind of underneath the surface. This is really important in the context of like the unconscious, subconscious blocks in our business with money, with selling. It's, it's mostly in the red. What's in the black, obviously that can impact that, but this is more stuff we already, we can see in ourselves more easily versus what's in the red is more underneath the surface. And this is for my advanced human design people, uh, or if you're into gene keys, one of your business keys, meaning like what you're here to offer to the world is in this placement right here. So um, you'll, I'll point it out for you. It, this right here is, is the symbol for Jupiter and the side that's on the red, the unconscious Jupiter look up the I Ching or the gene key or the human design gate. So for me, that is gate 54, okay? If you look that up, you'll understand kind of like literally like a key in a lock, what can unlock a lot of potential for you in your business. So I'm gonna use my chart as an example. And Kristen, is it cool if I used your chart as an example, just so I can kind of illustrate how this plays out. So, in my chart, my gate, my unconscious Jupiter is in gate 54, which is called the marrying maiden and the I Ching. And it's basically speaks to this archetype of how when in patriarchal society, if a woman had an ambition, the way she could fulfill her ambition was by marrying up, by, by marrying someone in a higher social status than her. So for me, when it comes to fulfilling my business key, it's all about, I'm here to serve people who might be quote unquote further along than I am. I am here to serve people and like network with people, connect with people. For me, it's all about to get my ambitions fulfilled, connecting with the right people at the right time who might be in quote unquote higher places than I am. And to really, to really become a trusted person for them. And by kind of maneuvering in that way, I can understand, oh, oh, I'm supposed to help people. Like for a while I had like imposter syndrome of like, I help business owners who are making way more money than me and I'm really good at it. But 
why, why can't I help myself, right? That kind of imposter syndrome came up for me and that was okay. But kind of knowing it in this context helped me go, oh, oh wow, look at me. I am, I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to do unconsciously. So I will um, pull up Kristen's chart and, and just speak to her so you can see how this plays out if you decide to look it up on your own. So this is Kristen's human design chart, and this is her unconscious Jupiter. And her unconscious Jupiter is in gate 50 in the spleen. It's called the gate of values. And um, you can see some information about it here. But the way I see this gate is being able to see the old system and being able to see where we're headed and being like, what values and what systems from, from the way we used to do things is still valuable now? Like, um, so like, because I know Kristen, I'm just gonna just say it how it is. Kristen came, like Kristen knew the marketing, she knew the business strategy, she knew all of that. And she, she utilized that to start her business and to do, um, you know, to help people with their business and social media strategy. And then as she continued on, she was realizing some of these traditional techniques did not work for her. She was like, oh God, we need a new way of doing things. But her business key is not throwing away all those old strategies. It's more so integrating new values with traditional values to find what is most useful now. And it's a super intuitive process because it's in the spleen. So you can kind of see how those pieces come together. So that is a great place to look, um, your unconscious Jupiter to kind of unlock your business. And if you're like, I don't want to look that up, you can always book a session with me. So that is aligned launching with human design. Um, <laughs> wish you do that a year ago. Yes, it is full permission to be you. The number one thing with this system is your body already knows the chart, all the details, all the different names and things that I said today, they're just a map. But the map is not the territory your life is, right? And you are the magic. And take all the information I shared today, integrate it, experiment with it, and use it as a tool to develop self-trust and a friendship with your body and with your energy. Um, and you're already working with Kristen, so you, you're, do, you're doing it. You're tapping into your divine feminine. And whenever you're experimenting with human design, check in with your body and energy, be consensual with yourself. That's truly how you build self-trust of like, okay, I'm gonna get myself on board with this. Like when you're creating a business launch plan or you know, when you're putting yourself out there, being consensual with yourself um, is really important. Like, oh, my strategist told me I should do this, this, and this. Do you want to do this, this, and this? No? Okay. Tap into something that feels more aligned. When, when it comes to human design, just honor the roots uh, from like a decolonizing lens and play. Have a good old time. So we'll come back to the Q&A. Uh, if you want to connect with me, here are all of my details. I'm on Instagram at lovenehadcha. I have masterclasses, workshops, if you want to hire me to do this 
for you know your mastermind, your group, hit me up. I have one-on-one coaching and I also have a completely free human design library. It has like five hours of content in it all about the types and the strategy. So woohoo, that was everything. Yay, let me stop sharing. This was so, so good. I loved my favorite part, by the way, if you're like, hmm, what should I keep for the next one I do? Selling through the centers was my favorite. I will definitely do that. Perfect. Anybody have any questions? I feel like Aga has a question. She always has a question. <laughs> you know what? This time it was so much that I don't even know where to, like my <laughs> question <laughs> is more about the uh, the gate, but I guess, you know, it, this kind of is interesting, but um, yeah. I guess I need to ask you, um, in private or something <laughs> google yeah, do you know what do you, you can tell me what your gate is if you if you can pull it up in your chart uh, it looks I like it's 56 say that again 56 <gasps> oh my gosh that's my sun gate ah okay so your business key <laughs> is, <laughs> is to tell stories okay tell stories um and it's actually interesting that right now the sun is in gate 56 this whole week so the spotlight is on your unconscious jupiter right now if you don't understand what that means that's okay but your business key is tell stories connect with people tell people what you believe so gate 56 is in the throat and it has this voice of i believe i don't believe so leading with, with sharing, like, you know, one thing that I believe is blah, 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 blah. One thing I don't believe in my industry is blah, 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 blah. And let me tell you a story about that. That's how people really will connect with you. Mm -hmm. I feel like Aga, that is such valuable information. Cause I feel like a lot of your content is very educational and it, from the sound of it, that's not at all what you should be doing. Mm. Yeah. If you want to educate, like my son is in gate 56 and I, I let, if you want to educate, educate people through stories. Um, if that's what you want to focus on. Mm -hmm. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> Makes sense. You know, any questions? No, no. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Can I ask one more? Sorry yes. <laughs> for Dina. <laughs> what what do I do if I like I'm not sure about my the hour when I was born like does it make a big yes. difference yes okay so if you're not sure about the hour um do, how much of a window do you have for your birth time uh like I don't know two three hours but to be honest I'm not even sure if it's correct <laughs> at all like my mom just told me like something random <laughs> yeah like Okay, so there is this one thing that I, there's a couple things. So one is like, you can always come in and just change the hour, like every couple hours and see what changes and see what stays the same and really focus in on the stuff that changes the same. So like if the proximate birth time is like three, um, you know, just go like every two hours or every four hours. Um, that can be a little bit of work. You can also hire me to help you like look through that. Um, the other thing is, the other options are 
there are some astrologers who do chart recidification where you it's a service that you pay for where they'll ask you a bunch of questions about your life they'll be like um you know big events blah 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 and they can figure out your birth time through the timing of your life um so i don't do that service because it's it's really advanced and but i know people who do that so you can always get that done and the other thing is my pendulum is somewhere here you otherwise you can tap into your own intuition you can ask a pendulum you can ask uh like whatever intuitive way you tune in um and kind of ask yourself all right is this the time and then get the answer yes or no and kind of get specific. I know a friend who practices human design and that's actually how she got her birth time. It was through a pendulum. Okay, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Or I will try to get my birth certificate somehow, maybe. Yes, <laughs> that is definitely birth certificate. Why did I forget the most obvious one? I went like all technical and intuitive. <laughs> you can also call the hospital you were born in and sometimes even if your birth certificate doesn't have the birth time sometimes yeah. the hospital has been the medical records but it, I mean obviously you were not born in America it might be different um where you where you were born so it just kind of depends yes all right thank you you're so welcome all right well thanks so much Neha thanks for staying on for a few extra minutes and I know everyone who's watching the replay is so happy that you did this training um so everyone go follow her and I'll talk to you soon talk to you soon by the way my single sessions are half off for the rest of July 2021 in case you're uh and so if you want to book a session with me to like delve into your chart that's available all right bye Hi guys. Thank you. Bye.